Hi friends, welcome to Soy Deo Gloria. I'm your host and your friend, Gracie, and today we are going to put what we learned about last podcast about identity into action. And so I really, really encourage you guys, please go listen to the last podcast. I am not preaching to you like hellfire and brimstone. (laughs) I just want to confirm your identity over you because for me personally, I've always had the knowledge of God's love and grace and identity. Like, yeah, that's so cool. I get to be established in the word. But by going through the book of Hosea, I have really just been uprooting the, I don't know, soil and the seeds that have been planted of like, yes, I understand God loves me. Yes, I understand God's grace and identity. But it's like, there's so much more than that. Like God's love and grace and identity like for you has been placed on you since the beginning of time. And there's been proof time and time again that he will not fail and he is faithful in his love and grace and identity for you. So please go back to the last podcast to just have honestly 27 minutes of affirmation (laughs) because the whole time I'm just telling you how valued, chosen, and loved you are. And today we are going to put those points into action. Like what does that look like? How do we respond to knowing what our identity is? And I'm just going to give you a quick overview of the book of Hosea because guys, it is so good. Like so, so good. Probably one of my favorite books of the Bible now actually, which is really surprising because I was so nervous to read Hosea. I had always thought, you know, Hosea is a prophet and he also lines up with like Joel and Amos. And like, those are also books of prophecy. And I don't really know much about prophecy. Like I don't really know what I'm doing, but I bought this Devo book by Jennifer Rothschild and you can find it on Amazon or you can DM me on the Soleil Deo Gloria podcast Instagram and I can send you the link to get that book because it has been so so good like I'm probably going to go through it twice and maybe start like a Bible study group with it because it is just such a deep dive into how intentional and how the details of Hosea line up to this not only the storyline but to the Israelite storyline and then also just to the gospel like the death and resurrection of Jesus um so without further ado I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys an overview of the book of Hosea. So Hosea is a prophet to Israel, which is like a nation that still exists today. His job was to warn the Israelites about the coming judgment for their idol worship. And if you listen to the podcast a lot, I always talk about the Israelites because I relate so much to them. And I just feel like that's just who we are. Like the Israelites are God's chosen people. But even though like they were stuck in slavery in Egypt and God rescued them out of there they had to wander in this wilderness for like 40 years and instead of just being like wow we're out of Egypt we're not slaves we just have to wander like yeah that still sucks but it's also like God promised you he would deliver you and he did it and they kind of just lost sight of that and so they would fall into idol worship and all these other things just like we do like no judgment to the Israelites because same like I get into situations and I just ask like, God, where are you? And then when I don't get an immediate response or I don't feel like God is looking at me or listening to me, then I go and run to these other worldly things because I'm like, well, God's not listening to me. So I'm just going to find other people that listen to me or other things that satisfy me. Um, That's kind of what the Israelites were doing. And Hosea was called to call out the Israelites for their spiritual bankruptcy, even though physically they were prosperous as a nation. Like God did deliver them. He had given them everything they needed. Literally manna fell from the sky whenever they needed food. Like that's how much providence God had over the Israelites. And so it's really hard because they're having everything they need, but then spiritually they're not like thanking God for it. And they're just running back to these idols. Um, So Hosea, 
clearly known by many people because if he's called to go rebuke these people and like call them out for their sin and stuff like that obviously people know who Hosea is like Hosea walks in the room like oh there's that guy who calls us out every time but God told Hosea as a prophet like prophet of God to marry a prostitute named Gomer like what that is so crazy that makes no sense and their marriage and their story in the book of Hosea it is an illustration of God's relationship with Israel and God's relationship with Israel is an illustration of us and our relationship with God and so this applies to us because we are Israel and we are Gomer we are sinners we run away from God and we may not worship physical statues but we can create idols in our hearts We may not sleep around like a prostitute does, but we choose to love things or people more than God, which is, again, another idol. So, back to the story. Hosea goes and marries Gomer. He obeys, even though it makes zero sense. Like, I read that, and I was, like, trying to find the why. Like, I'm I'm a person that always asks why. My roommate, Malu, she's listening. What's up, girl? But every time we talk about, like, why I'm a psych major, it's because I ask why. Like, when people are like, oh, infants learn, actually, this is true, um, infants learn, like, a lot more during these months of their life versus, like, the two-year-old time of their life. Like, once they're two and they grow up to be toddlers, like, they actually have learn less, if that makes sense. And I just ask like, why? (laughs) I'm like, why does that happen? Why do our brains do that? Why do our brains learn more in infancy than we do when we're two? How do we develop like that? And so that's kind of what I'm doing here is I'm reading this, like God's calling Hosea and I'm just like, why? (laughs) And that's the whole point of following Jesus is like, I can't just ask why, like it makes zero sense, but like God's called him to it. So like, I'm going to obey and I don't need to know why because if Jesus is Lord of my life, I don't need to know the reasons why. I just know that my master has called me to do something and I have to say yes. Um, And this also doesn't make sense because he's probably the talk of the town already. And then on top of that, like he's probably just getting slandered and gossiped and so many things are probably being said about him. A prophet marrying a prostitute has never been done before. And even if we saw that in today's time, we'd be like, what is happening right now? But Hosea marries Gomer and they even have kids. Like not only are they going to be the talk of the town because they're married, but they have kids that are just running around Israel, you know, like just the part of the uh, kingdom that they're in is like in the north. And so they're just running around, you know, in the northern kingdom of Israel. And they're like, oh, that's the prophet and prostitutes kids. Like that, <laughs> that is horrible. Like I just could not imagine having the strength and obedience to do that. Gomer, as the prostitute, is given everything she's wanted and needed. She's given a husband to provide her food, water, shelter, and then the kids on top of that. She's made a mom. And most importantly, she has had her identity changed from prostitute to bride. Like, for Hosea, it makes no sense, but for Gomer, it makes a little bit of sense because it to Gomer, it probably looked like he is trying to save her and, like, pull her up from this identity as prostitute and then like providing for her and giving her the things that she needs. But like the coolest part to me is the identity part of it, that she has gone from prostitute to bride. Like, wow, like complete opposites. Like God is like, Hosea, go do this because I want to show Gomer my love through you and you're going to change her from prostitute to bride. But here's the sad part, though. She walks out on Hosea to go back to her her other lovers. Hosea 2, verse 5, 
It says, their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. And so I just kind of want to break this verse down because some of you may be thinking, what? Like she just had this radical, not only heart change, but also physical change. Like she's given everything she needs and she still walks out. And in this verse though, it sounds like she's getting the same things that Hosea could give her. And you're right about that. Like you're so right about that. And that's what we're going to talk about today is why our identity is so important. If Gomer would have just grasped the idea of her identity changing and the importance of the life change that Hosea was bringing to her by marrying her, she would have lived completely different. She probably wouldn't have walked out on Hosea because she would have realized the importance of being with Hosea. And so let's just break down this verse of the things that her lovers gave her. So we read that her lovers gave her food and water. Food and water are necessities. We have to eat. We have to have water to drink. And necessities are the most basic block of security. Like, if you have food and water to eat, I mean, you're pretty secure to live another day. Obviously, like, shelter would be nice too. But, but like, if you're eating food and you're drinking water, like, you're still going to make it to the next day. So here's the first question I want to ask you. What makes you feel secure? What things or thing do you run to so you can feel secure? Like when we talk about identity, a lot of times it's easy for us to understand that we've been changed from sinner to saved or from, you know, like a mess and chaotic to peace and established in Christ. Like we don't have to search anymore. But yet we walk away from God so many times because we haven't had the right idea of our identity. And that's why I think it's important for you if you're listening um, and you haven't listened to the last podcast, please go back and listen to it because coming into this podcast, knowing the things that God has spoken over you, value chosen and loved, and then hearing this is going to make you walk away and be completely changed and realize, wow, like my life decisions, the things that I say, the people I talk to, the things I do, like has to glorify God because he has given me this identity as his image bearer through valuing me, choosing me and loving me. And so that's why I want to ask, like, what makes you feel secure? What are the things you run to? And what are the things that you hide yourself in when things go wrong? Who is the person you call as soon as like drama just breaks loose or like circumstances don't go your way? Who do you talk to? Who do you run to? Are you a control freak? I know for me, like I'm a big control freak and I like to monitor what people say about me because I'm also a people pleaser. And so the things that I run to is like calling my friends and being like, hey, what did this person say about this situation? And it like trying to clear my name when it's like, I don't need to do that. Like if I know the truth is not what that situation was or that drama that happened, like God knows that truth too. And I know that he's my righteous judge and he's my defender. And I can trust him with the fact that People are going to talk because we're all sinners. I've talked about people before and it's going to happen, but I don't need other people's validation and opinions to make me feel secure because I'm already valued, chosen, and loved by Christ and I can run to him for security. I can run to him so I can feel safe. The other thing that her lovers gave her was wool and flax. And these are like materials needed to make fabric for our wardrobe and our appearance, like, you know, to dress up and to look all good. And so the second thing is, what do I depend on to enhance my physical appearance? Like, how am I presenting myself physically to the world? Especially like as a woman, it's really hard to talk to girls about modesty, especially like at OU. It's really, really hard because everybody is just like, 
I can wear what I want and guys just need to like, you know, keep their thoughts themselves or whatever. And like, yeah, that is true. Like a man should never lay a hand on you 100%. No matter what you're wearing, a man should never ever lay a hand on you. But it's also our job as women to make sure that we are not being stumbling blocks for men. That doesn't mean like, don't ever wear tank tops. Don't ever wear like your Lulu shorts. Like I wear Lulu shorts and tank tops all the time. And I said that specifically because that's what I'm wearing to record this podcast in. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, we need to protect our hearts and we need to protect men's hearts. And we need to protect our hearts by making sure we're not putting our identity in our physical appearance. We're not going to the gym for hours at a time and not eating just so we can be small and skinny. And that is going to lead you into eating disorders and so many things that are not from the Lord. And it's going to hinder your walk with God. And also you think that these guys are going to be swooning over you and it may not even happen. Like you may go through all of that process and that guy is not going to come after you. Secondly, you may do all these things to enhance your physical appearance, but guess what? We're all going to get old and wrinkly and we're going to gain weight and like we are going to change physically. So if you're trying to find someone that loves you specifically for physical appearance, you are never going to be satisfied ever. God has made you exactly how you're supposed to be. And even this one time, I'm just going to be really honest. I was scrolling through Instagram and Sadie Robertson posted or Sadie Robertson Huff. She posted at a wedding and she just looked so tiny in her dress. So cute. So beautiful. And instead of me just celebrating her and being like, wow, she looks like she's having so much fun with her daughter, I just immediately started comparing myself. And I'm not kidding you, like five seconds later, my friend Bree, who's going to be on the podcast soon, um, she actually dm me and was like i get sadie robertson vibes from you like and i was like brie you will not believe what just happened like i was comparing myself to her and like my body and like i haven't done that in a long time i haven't struggled with that in a long time and she was like the holy spirit lives within you like you are a temple you have god within you like that is how important your body is like your soul and the holy spirit like are one within you like that's how important your body is so you don't need to compare you don't need to look like you are perfect just the way that you are and yes it's important to be fit and like make sure that you know you're not just eating junk food all day every day and like you are taking care of your body you are drinking water to be hydrated but you don't need to do those things to gain attention from other people and i'm not even going to harp on women i'm also going to talk to the men too like guys you do not need to be going to the gym like a thousand hours a week like you do not need to be the buffest guy in the room to be known and to be loved by a woman and to be loved by god like god has made you exactly how you are and a woman that is going to um accept your pursuit and accept you for who you are is not going to judge you based on your body like i know it's a lot of stereotype of like girls want guys with abs but it's like if a girl truly loves you and truly wants to accept your pursuit and really feels the lord in relationship she's not going to care what you look like because our bodies are going to fade anyways like if that is her mindset then that's on her like that is not on you you are exactly how you were supposed to be made like you are perfect in the eyes of god you do not need to be this macho man like god has made you exactly how you were supposed to be and don't let your masculinity come from the world like let what god says about you your biblical manhood come from the word of god like god has made you a leader god has made you a spiritual head of a household in the future like that is so much more important than what you look like and so that's why we need to make sure that like we're not doing things just to enhance our physical appearance i know for me for the ladies like i wear makeup a lot like i used to 
cover my face in makeup because I thought like, oh, I need to cover this up. I need this up or I need to wear mascara so I don't look dead. And some days I literally have to force myself like this may sound stupid, but I have to force myself to not wear makeup because I'm like, I'm depending on this way too much. And so it's even just starting with the little things of like, you know, today, instead of running five miles, like just because I want to be skinny, I'm going to go on a walk for three like that. Sometimes I have to do that, too, because, yes, it's great to exert energy and to gain, you know, the right hormones to help you feel good after a workout it's great to stay fit it's great if you love to work out but what's your motive behind it like are you doing it to glorify god to keep your body fit and healthy and to be a temple that can last like have more longevity because of working out or are you working out because you're trying to impress people around you and be the fittest or best looking body in the room um lastly her lovers gave her oil and wine and so we don't necessarily need wine like it's just something for pleasure that we see at like weddings or like hanging out with friends if you're over the age of 21 or 21 and over the age of 21 um and so the third thing is what do i go to for pleasure like what is my joy placed in when i blake slatton said this he's our college pastor at antioch he said what do you or who do you run to when you want to celebrate something like and that really hit me because I know in like bad times I always feel convicted of calling my friends and ranting to them instead of just stopping and praying through the situation before like if I need to get something off my chest there's normally one person I go to I try not to talk about it with multiple people um I try to just pick like one or two maybe um and just talk to them about it to get things off my chest because we're supposed to live in community and we're supposed to live in the light but like when things are going really good, that's where I feel most convicted because I never, like, sometimes, I'm just gonna be honest, <laughs> like, sometimes I never even think about saying thank you, Jesus. Like, I know for some people it's opposite, like, something good happens and they're like, oh, thank you, God. But then when bad times happen, they run away. I'm the opposite. Like, when something bad happens, I cling to Jesus. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I cannot handle this. I don't know what's happening to me. Like, I'm feeling so emotional, all these things. But then when something good happens, I'm like, yay, that's so great. I'm having the best day ever. Okay, on to the next day. And I don't even stop to think like, God, like you allowed these things to happen in my life for joy and for pleasure. Like I, like, I'm not trying to come at you for things, like enjoying things in the world. Like that's okay. And it's okay to enjoy earthly pleasures. And like, for me, like I said, it's going to my friends whenever something bad happens or something good happens and I want to tell my friends about it or I just like get prideful and want to enjoy it for myself and like not thank God like it's okay to enjoy things of this world I mean obviously God has placed us in here like to glorify him but also he's given us community that we can rejoice with and like you know rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep like he's given us those things but they should be placed in proper place which is under the lordship of christ like make sure those things that are giving you joy throughout your day and pleasure like it's okay to have them in your life if they're biblical and obviously not sin but like place it under the lordship of christ so for me yesterday i had a really good day i had like a pine cove interview i got free chick-fil-a i only had like one class that i had to go to i got a lot of homework done in the morning i had a great quiet time um and then later that night i went to a worship night and then i got to be home at like 8 30 and i ch- i was straight chilling in bed my roommates walked in they were like wow you just look so comfy i was like i am girl like i'm so comfy i just had a really good day and i found out i get to go on a trip with one of my friends bella bird who has a podcast episode and like just all these things were going so great. And that's why I'm like harping on this because this literally happened to me yesterday. And at the end of the day, 
I didn't even like say thank you Jesus like I woke up this morning feeling so convicted because I knew I was going to record this and I knew this is one of the points and I was like did I ever just say thank you Jesus like for the free Chick-fil-a for the Pine Cove interview that went really well for the rest that I got the homework that I got done the class that I got to be in like I'm at OU have I thanked God for that today um and so that's just what I mean like by we need to place it under the lordship of christ like today i know that i have it in my mind if anything good happens today i mean my day is already going pretty good because i got to sleep in so like there you go thank you jesus for rest for physical rest and spiritual rest thank you for looking out for us and giving us everything we need in you like that is putting those things under the lordship of christ because you're recognizing that those things do not come from yourself or the world it's because god has ordained them to happen in your day and so for gomer she had the mindset of the grass is greener on the other side and she had her needs met in Hosea, but she looked on the outside of Hosea to get her needs and wants fulfilled. Like all of these things, her physical appearance was met. Like the affirmation she got from that was met by other lovers. She had food and water from them. And so she was able to feel secure and like provided for. And then obviously she got pleasure from them, whether it be wine and obviously like sexual desires and stuff. And so she totally disregarded her identity as bride and ran back to her identity as prostitute. Gomer tried to find identity in herself and her lovers because she never truly identified with her new identity as chosen and loved and bride. Like that reminds me of the Israelites, how they've been like delivered, God's chosen people, and then they run back to idols. Or for me personally, like I've been chosen, valued, and loved, and like I don't recognize that. And so I run back to other temptations or try to get affirmation from people or try to clear up my name with people. And so when I try to find that in myself, like when good things are going throughout my day and I try to say like, oh, like I did that, or like I need to clear up my name because like I need to be presented as this type of a person like that is me stepping out of my identity and choosing my own identity and I know that this can sound like kind of convicting or maybe you feel condemned I just want you to know like don't feel condemned because there's no condemnation in the love of Jesus Christ like we are told these things and we have to do these heart checks so that we can be pulled back to the father's heart and live in the boundary lines that he has given to us psalm says that the boundary lines have fallen for us in pleasant places like those things that he says are to keep us safe spending time with him and having our identity established in him keeps us safe so we don't run back to the world and get hurt again time and time again whatever the world is for you whether it's boys or for the guys like maybe it's girls or maybe it's bad music maybe it's alcohol drugs maybe it's i don't know like pornography masturbation any of those things like you are chosen and loved and you are the bride that god your groom is coming back for like he is coming back for you. He has chosen to come back for you because he loves you and values you. And so even when Gomer went running and she didn't step into her identity, Hosea ran after her, but he ran faster. Like I wrote that down because I was just thinking, you know, Gomer's going running. She's trying to run away. I mean, Jonah, he tried to run away. And where did he end up? The belly of a whale. And Gomer, she tries to run away. And what happens? Hosea 2, 19 through 20, it says... I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as Lord. Like, wow, that's like a redemption story. Like, he 
has just been left by Gomer and their kid. Like their kids are still there too. Gomer just leaves, steps out of her identity, is like, I'm not a mom. I'm not your bride anymore. I'm going to go be a prostitute again. They're giving me everything that you've given me. So like, I don't really care. But then Hosea is like, hey, I'm going to make you my wife forever. Like, I'm going to show you righteousness, justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you, even though Gomer was faithless to Hosea. Like, the crazy thing is, is that is us all the time. Like, God brings us back to himself through love and compassion and mercy, just like Hosea is doing for Gomer. And the same mercy is being extended to you today. Like, if you have run from your identity in Christ, if you have acted like the part, you know, the Christian and gone to school and had that Christian title over you, but then you leave and you're smoking and drinking and being with boys and like, nobody knows it's okay. Like, No, he wants to give you that mercy, like in your private life, in your public life, in every area of your life, he's extending you mercy to be identified with Christ, to be in his hands. He desires to show mercy for running away from him and trying to find your identity in other places. And he wants us to say, I do, and identify with Jesus as his bride. Like we get to be married to Christ. He has pursued after us in the most countercultural way like Hosea did. Because Jesus pursued us as the king of kings. He stepped down from heaven, was born in a barn to a virgin, grew up as a carpenter for 30-ish years, and did ministry for only three. Like, what? He lived a perfect life, did not sin once, but was mocked, beaten, and bruised, and had nails in his hands and his feet, hung on a cross to die to take on our sin, even though he didn't sin once. And it makes no sense. Like, the story of Hosea and Gomer makes no sense. The story of Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection makes no sense. Yet he did that for us because we are his first choice. We are his best choice. Our worth is the blood of Jesus. Like that was the price that had to be paid was the blood of Jesus. That's how valuable you were. And something that I just want to like kind of geek out about, about the Bible. (laughs) Something super cool about the redemption of Gomer is after her lovers had her for the time and then they're like, okay, we're done. We're bored with you. They sold her for about 30 pieces of silver. Like there, I think it was like 15 pieces of silver and then some barley, some wheat and all this stuff. But if you add up the amount of barley and wheat that it was, like it would all amount to 30 pieces of silver. And get this, Jesus, before he went to the cross, the reason why he went to the cross was because one of his disciples named Judas, he betrayed Jesus and he gave Jesus up to the Pharisees and to the Romans and um, betrayed him. And Judas was paid 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus. Like what? Jesus was made the price of a prostitute. Like, that is insane. It's mind-blowing, but it's also so humbling. Like, I'm taken back when I think about that. He loves us so much that he humbled himself not only to the cross, but in the way he ended up at the cross was through being sold at the same price as a prostitute. Like, what? That, oh my goodness. Like, I can never, ever get over that. Like, obviously, I can never, ever get over the cross, but like, just how true Jesus is like everything he said came to pass and even the details of like Hosea lining up with the gospel and there's also like other ways that Hosea lines up with other prophetic things and like that happened on purpose for Jesus to prove himself like as true but you never see him once in the bible going around talking to people being like hey like this is how it's true like he left it for us to chase 
after him when we recognize that he's already chasing after us and we've accepted him we get to chase him back and we're getting to just learn all of these little intentional details like it's so beautiful like life with Jesus is just so beautiful and it's such a fun walk and it's never ever boring like he wants to meet you where you are and he wants to transform you like that is not boring like he literally wants to take you from death to life not just from a good person to a better person or like bad person to good person like he wants to take you from death to life it's a radical life change he wants to meet you where you are whether you feel like or think that you're a mess whether you've been in the middle of sin running so far away from God choosing the world's identity of you rather than what God has already said he desires to show you mercy simply because of your identity and your identity is his and now it's time for you to take that and live it out like don't just leave these heart-stirring questions there like journal them ask God about them ask him to reveal things in your heart and go out and live in the mercy of God that is consistently flowing over you because of the cross like the cross is proof Jesus died for you made himself humble to the cross and also the price of a prostitute like that is so crazy to me I will never ever get over that and so go back to the hard questions What do you depend on to feel secure? What do you depend on to enhance your physical appearance? And where do you get your pleasure from? Answer those questions. Pray about where you need to grow and change. And rewrite those answers to those questions. Like, yeah, for me, I find my physical appearance in makeup. Or like, I find pleasure in just being able to lounge out at home and be super lazy. Or hang out with friends and not make time for God. And like, I run to people whenever things go bad. Or whenever I want to celebrate something. But the answers that I want to have are, I run to God when something good happens. I run to God when something bad happens. I find pleasure in being alone with God. And prayer with God. And worship. And reading the word. Like... I, to enhance my physical appearance, I love to go on prayer walks because it edifies my soul, but also like keeps me moving, keeps me fit with God. Like I get to take God with me on my workouts. I get to do that to glorify him and to make his temple better. And so let him change you. Let him transform you. Leave this podcast ready to receive mercy. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And if you need a friend or want someone to pray for you or with you, or you just feel really convicted about these things and truly want someone to keep you accountable and walking in this mercy and walking in step with Christ, like please follow the Soy Deo Gloria Instagram at soledeogloria.podcast. I will answer your DMs or my main account is Gracie underscore Woody. I don't really see DMs on there, but I will see them on the podcast Instagram. And there you will also have updates about posting. There's a link tree in the bio with mental health resources, forms to fill out prayer requests or ask questions anonymously. Like I can't see your names on there when you fill them out. And also links to the podcast through Anchor and Spotify. I love you guys so much and I'll see you next week. Bye.